When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist. And if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome to the Pick'em Pod, brought to you by Block M Podcast Networks as part of the Fans for Sports Network. Here with you as we head into week one of the college football season. Glad we've made it. Got a little appetizer last weekend. We'll get into our, our recap from week zero. I am Luke Yardy, Von Lozon, Dan Plucker, and we've got a great slate of games for you coming into week number one. And it is Dan off to a good start, two and one, three games in. We've still got two more games uh, on the docket uh, to, coming up on Thursday night. We're recording this with you on Wednesday, August 30th, but by the time you listen, uh, you'll have known how we did in week zero. Uh, Dan going two and one so far last week, got Hawaii and Notre Dame uh, on their covers, lost the USC game. 
San Jose State. It's the only one I got right. I lost Vandy and Navy. And Vaughn, picking up right where you left off, buddy, uh, coming up a smooth 0-3 so far. <laughs> I went 0 for, man. I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I've still got a couple games left here Thursday night with Nebraska at uh, plus 7.5 is what we locked that in at. And then Utah minus 5. Looks like Cam Rising may not play on Thursday, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, off to a riveting start per usual. So already in the hole, and uh, it's not even week one. So it's probably going to be a long season for your boy. <laughs> yeah, Dan, two and one, man. Uh, oh, yeah, for feels you. good. Oh, feels great. You know, I, I was watching that Hawaii game and I was getting a little worried right around the third quarter, but then their quarterback definitely heated up a little bit and uh, they looked really good. I mean, they almost won that game even. So I was pretty impressed with both them and the performance Notre Dame put on. I mean, Sam Hartman was great and uh, Notre Dame really kept up with what I was expecting them to do in Ireland last week. So hopefully we can keep that win streak going into this week. Yeah, well, the only the only game that's different in our picks is you having Minnesota covering seven and a half. Uh, Vaughn and myself were were on Nebraska plus the seven and a half. Utah across the board minus five for us here on the show. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But we're going to get into week one here, and we actually get to get week one rolling. Going on Friday night, Central Michigan traveling to East Lansing to take on Michigan State Spartans, a 14-and-a-half-point favorite, Vaughn. I'm going to probably lose this one, but I'm going to go with my Chippewas. This is a complete homer pick. Uh, If you've listened to the pod before, I'm a CMU grad, fire up chips, uh, really hoping that Jim McElwain turns this thing around a little bit. They got to the MAC Championship a couple seasons ago, and I'm hoping that this is the season that, uh, you know, the the uh, tide turns back in their favor and would be a huge start in East Lansing to do that. So I'm going to take Central Michigan plus 14 and a half. Dan, what do you see happening? Yeah, I think the exact opposite. I don't think the Michigan State team is good, uh, but I think they have a good enough defense, and it's very tough and physical that I think Central Michigan is going to have some issues with. Jacoby Winman last year also was phenomenal in the early games and forced a lot of turnovers. They also returned uh, other starting linebacker Cal Halliday. Uh, CMU lost Lou Nichols to the NFL, their leading rusher from last season. And Michigan State, even though they were only 4-8 and eight against the spread last year, they were 2-0 and oh in the early season against both Western Michigan and Akron. I like them in this game, and I think their defense wrecks havoc on uh, Central Michigan. They cover that 14-and-a-half-point hurdle. Yeah, uh, unfortunately uh, for me, also being a Central Michigan grad, uh, along with Vaughn, I feel like this spread's a little too uh, low uh, on the Michigan State side of things. I'm going to take the Spartans uh, cover to cover the 14-and-a-half. CMU losing Daniel Richardson, their top passer. You alluded to Lou Nichols, but they're also losing seven of their top eight pass catchers uh, from, from a season ago. Uh, they're also losing their their first team all max center, uh, uh, Jameis Kimbrough. And look, man, I, I've I have trouble seeing CMU scoring and keeping up. Like M- the, CMU 
They're, they're going to turn to probably Jace Bauer completed less than 60% of his passes with one touchdown to five interception ratio. Bert Emanuel's electric on the ground, but he attempted eight passes in all of his time. Like Michigan State's going to get a bottle up that offense. I think it's going to allow Michigan State to, to be in advantageous situations and field position. I think M, uh, MSU eventually breaks through that defense. That should be pretty good for Central here this year, but I think that they cover uh, the 14 and a half. We've got West Virginia traveling to Penn State. Penn State just a shade under a three touchdown favorite here at 20 and a half Dan who do you like yeah and this one I'm actually going with West Virginia um as much as Penn State scares me and I think they're great with their running backs uh Drew Aller also I mean he's poised for a big season but they've lost a few guys on that defense um they played really well against pretty much everybody against Purdue in that first game of the season last year Michigan Ohio State they have sky high expectations for this season everybody's looking at them but West Virginia has a sneaky good offensive line Phil Steele actually ranked them as the ninth best in college football this season they also returned CJ Donaldson who averaged 6 yards a carry last season on 87 touches recording eight touchdowns i know it's a small sample size but it would have been more if he wouldn't have gotten hurt last year And, you know, last season, I'm probably taking Penn State in this game, but because both of these teams want to run the football and those new rules with the clock moving on first downs, I just have a feeling that West Virginia hangs around enough that Penn State can't pull ahead by three touchdowns or more. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite with this one uh, too, Dan. I'm going to pick Penn State to cover the 20 and a half point spread. Um, I mean, the Mountaineers, they lost a lot of key players this offseason, lost their quarterback, lost their all-conference defensive tackle, Dante Stills, and their head coach, Neil Brown, probably should have been fired after last season because they blew a couple late uh, late leads last year that would have got them to be bowl eligible. Instead, they did not make a bowl last season, so their fans are really uh, pushing for a big season this year. I just don't see uh, that happening. Uh, to West Virginia and uh, Penn State on the flip side. They've got all the potential in the world uh, for this season. It's a home game for them. It's a night game for them. Uh, I just see this being a really bad game uh, if I'm a Mountaineers fan. So I'm going to go with uh, the Nittany Lions in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Penn State to cover as well. I I like your point, Dan, uh, about West West Virginia, their offensive line, their run game. But Penn State, we they're loaded with talent on that side of the ball. Uh, they return eight defensive starters, including four of their five top tacklers. I think West Virginia at some point is going to need to be able to throw the football. JT Daniels is gone. Their top four pass catchers are gone. And West Virginia defensively uh, allowed 4.1 yards a carry and 150 yards on the ground to opposing uh, offenses in 2022 and on top of that they're losing their top two defensive linemen Singleton and Allen they average 6.8 and 5.2 yards per carry I think they're able to just pound the rock all night long Penn State uh, is going to put West Virginia behind the eight ball get after the quarterback I like Penn State to cover uh, the 20 and a half as we go to well we go out west Boise State they're headed to Washington where the Huskies Kind of a surprising one here, at least to me. I don't know about you guys, but just a 14-and-a-half-point spread against the Broncos, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm going to go with Washington. I think this is a really interesting point spread here, 14-and-a-half. It's a home game for them. Um, I'm a really big fan of Michael Penix Jr. uh, and the two receivers that they bring back who both put up 1,000 yards last year. Uh, It's kind of 
odd to say that Washington feels like a dark horse in the Pac-12, even though they're the 10th ranked team, according to the Associated Press. I feel like most of the talk out West is with Oregon and USC this season, but, uh, and then a little bit of Utah sprinkled in there as well. But I really like what Washington brings to the table, at least on the offensive side of the ball this season uh, with those aforementioned players. But uh, in, in this matchup, I'm going to take Washington to cover. And uh, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, this is uh, covered by halftime and they just keep putting on uh, points on Boise state. How do you see it, Dan? Yeah, I also believe in Washington and Phoenix Jr. in this one. Um, 4-0 against the spread last season against non-conference opponents. And as much as Boise State likes to run the football, Washington de- Washington's run defense last year was pretty good, especially for the Pac-12. Uh, they were just outside of the top 25 last season. And Boise State 0-5 against non-conference opponents last season against the spread. Give me the uh, Huskies at home. Yeah, I'm with you guys uh, completely in lock and step here. Washington covering 14 and a half. The, the spread feels a little bit slow. Washington averaged 516 yards of total offense last year. Uh, we know you know how, how good they are. Phoenix, as you mentioned, they returned their top five pass catchers and defensively returning five of their top seven tacklers. I, I don't I understand Boise State's experienced as well. They, they return, I believe, like nine offensive starters here this year. But at the end of the day, man, they're still G5, you know, and and Washington is going to have the the more talent. I like Washington and the Huskies to, to cover just over a, a two-touchdown spread here. And are you a fan of an NFL team? Would you love to attend your favorite team's week one game? Well, you're in luck. Fans First Sports Network giving away four free tickets to the week one NFL game of your choice, up to $5,000 in the rules to enter are simple. Just go to contest.fansforsports.com and fill out the appropriate information. That's all you got to do. Once you've done that, you've been officially registered to win the four free tickets to any week one NFL game. What are you waiting for? Go enter for your shot at seeing your favorite team in action. The contest ends coming up on September 4th. We had to, uh, it's still, still painful to, to see the, the name TCU. They're taking on Colorado and coach primes first game uh, with Colorado and TCU 20 and a half point favorites. How do you see it happening, Dan? Yeah. Give me the Horned Frogs. It's going to be a hot day, 90 degrees week one, a team that has a lot of momentum, but also kind of is a little bit underrated. I think I I know they lost a lot of talent, obviously with Kendra Miller and Max Duggan and Quentin Johnson. But I think that this team still has a a pretty good overall nucleus around them. Uh, And obviously Chandler Morris is going to be back. Uh, he was actually the starter, beat Duggan out uh, last offseason and was the starter in week one before getting hurt. So honestly, Duggan wasn't even a factor in this game last year against Colorado. The Horned Frogs were 4-1 and one against the spread at home last season, 10-4-1 and one overall. They're continuously looked a little bit down upon. And I, as much as I want to believe in Coach Prime and, and what's going on in Colorado, I think it's way too hyped up at this point. I don't think that they're where they – where, where a lot of people expect them to be at now. Maybe I'm wrong, but I like TCU minus 20 and a half. What about you, Vaughn? Yeah, I'm going to take TCU as well. I uh, agree with a lot of what Dan had just said. Colorado, in my opinion, this could be the biggest train wreck in all of college football this season. They could very well uh, get one, two, three wins. It wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. They're just that bad. Uh, and it's odd to say with all the hype that uh, Dion is bringing in um, and Travis, Travis Hunter is a really good player and, and his uh, quarterback son is supposed to be pretty decent. But 
you can't just look at this and and, and just think that they're going to be good right off the bat. They lost 50 plus players to the transfer portal when Dion took over and they brought in another 50 plus players to replace those guys that they lost. So this is like a huge could be one of the biggest rebuilds in college football history. Uh, I just don't think the chemistry is going to be there right off the bat. It's going to take time. TCU, yes, they lost uh, quite a bit this offseason, but like Dan said, they get their quarterback back that was injured last season uh, uh, before uh, um, uh, Max Duggan took over. And I do like Sonny Dykes as a a coach, uh, good enough to at least uh, start the season off on a a high note here and uh, cover this 20 and a half point spread. So give me TCU. I'm going to keep this simple, man. I am fading Colorado until further notice. We have we have never seen anything like what's going on uh, in this offseason out there. And I I think that Coach Prime is in for a, a bit of a rude awakening as he as he transfers uh, to the FBS level. So I'm going to go ahead and take TCU to cover the 20 and a half point spread. But we've got ourselves a great inter, uh, interstate battle here between couple of uh we got the the northern part southern part carolinas going at it here this week south carolina is at unc and uh i, I actually believe this game's gonna be played in charlotte correct uh not at not at chapel hill so but unc still two and a half point favorites Vaughn. yeah i think this is at a uh a neutral site game and and hopefully uh Hopefully I'm 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 right there because I had it wrong in the sheet here, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna end up uh, picking uh, South Carolina uh, in this one to cover the two and a half point spread. Drake May, he's a great QB prospect uh, for the NFL draft this upcoming year, but uh, the big question for me is who's he gonna be throwing the ball to? They lost Josh Downs, they lost Antoine Green to the NFL. And then the uh, big-time transfer addition that they had this offseason, Tez Walker, was denied immediate playing time by the NCAA, which is, again, one of the most ludicrous things this offseason that the NCAA has been a part of, uh, just screwing things up left and right this offseason. But uh, on the other side, uh, Shane Beamer, one of the most underrated coaches in college football, in my opinion, Uh, he's done a really good job in a challenging conference. And Spencer Rattler's back looked a little bit more comfortable as the season went on last year. And uh, especially in that Tennessee game, that was his coming out party. So um, I I think they very well could upset North Carolina here, but I do think this is going to be a back and forth game. So I'm going to take them to cover the spread. Dan, who do you got in the battle of the Carolinas? Vaughn, I feel like we're in alignment on a lot of things today. I'm also going with South Carolina plus two and a half, and I'll be taking them on the money line too at plus 114. The ACC was four and seven against the SEC last season. South Carolina contributed to that in beating Clemson. Vaughn mentioned that win against Tennessee as well. They were heating up towards the end of the year while I think UNC was doing the opposite. I don't believe that this North Carolina team deserves to be in the top 25. The only reason they are is because of their quarterback, Drake May. And let's not forget, a very similar situation happened in Chapel Hill just a few years ago. Sam Howell, top quarterback prospect, loses his top two receivers, all of a sudden can't do anything. Now Drake May is going through a very similar thing. I'm not saying it's going to be that dramatic of a drop-off, but I just don't know if I can trust uh, this Tar Heels team as it's currently constructed. Give me the Gamecocks on a neutral field. I'm I'm going the other way here, guys. I, I like the Tar Heels to cover the two and a half, less than a field goal, a, a key number right there. 
I, I love the the production, you know, that the UNC is returning. Obviously, Drake May uh, being a, a big part of that. Now, you brought up Sam Howell. That, that was a great point. But also, one important piece of context to, to what happened with him is he lost three or four starting offensive linemen, if I'm remembering correctly. He he ended up going from having a ton of, a ton of time to throw his sophomore year to just pretty much none at all that junior year. Difference here, four starting offensive linemen returning for North Carolina here this year. Their top six ball carriers all returning. And on the defensive side, six of their top seven uh, tacklers are returning. And I think uh, for for a lot of people, obviously Spencer Rattler and the Gamecocks, man, they lit the world on fire those last last couple of weeks uh, for, from a year ago. And they were awesome. But I think there's a lot more turnover than people realize. Obviously, Rattler coming back. Uh, but they are returning their their top two starting corners, a starting safety from a year ago on the defensive side. Their linebackers are going to lack uh, quite a bit of experience. And as I look at it, pass catchers, I think they, they return their top target, but he's the only one in the top five of pass catchers uh, that they return to the Gamecock. So I think there's a little more turnover uh, than, than what people realize with South Carolina. So I'm going to take UNC uh, to, to cover under the key number of three and then we go to the game i mean let's be honest here guys this is the game of the week i mean this is going to be one of the best games of the season we get it here in week number one on sunday night we've got lsu florida state in orlando number five number eight two teams that i think all three of us are really really high on i'm so excited for this one and lsu a two and a half point favorite against the Knowles, dan yeah, this is one I've been wrestling with all week. Uh, we were talking that about that before the show, Luke. And, you know, I, I just I just feel like I have to go with Florida State here. Um, I, as much as I really like both of these teams, I think that LSU is getting a little bit more hype and maybe a little bit more than the, what they deserve. Uh, they played in a lot of close contests last year, and I think that they were more topsy-turvy than Florida State was. Um, and let's not forget last year, Florida State tried everything to lose this game. And I mean everything. Under two minutes to go, the Seminoles uh, recovered a punt from LSU, actually, and then fumbled on the goal line and then gave up a touchdown just to block a field goal, the extra point to win the game. Uh, FSU's returning eight starters on their offense. They add Keon Coleman, who a lot of people are saying is going to have a meteoric rise this season. I'm going to go with Florida State. I don't feel super confident in it, but I'm that's what I'm sticking to. I'm sticking to my guns here. Vaughn, how do you see it, man? I'm going to go the other way with this one. I'm going to take LSU with the two and a half. You uh, mentioned in the last pick, Luke, uh, it's under that key number of three. That's big for me in this one. Specifically, this is the game of the week, most hype up game of the week. This is going to be an incredible game like it was last year. Uh, And if you listen to the first pick and podcast of this season, you'll know that I really like LSU heading into the season with Jane Daniels at quarterback. I also like Florida State. I did pick them to win uh, the ACC, and I do think that they're going to have a shot at the CFP. But uh, for for me, I just really like what LSU's bringing to the table. Uh, you know, they, they were kind of an underdog uh, heading into uh, the Pac-12 championship and even the, or the, I'm sorry, the SEC championship. And even the fact that they made it there was incredible. And I, I think they're just going to, parlay that into uh, this start of this season at the very least. So I will take uh, LSU to cover two and a half. 
Uh, yeah, you know, this is one like Dan, uh, right before I didn't have a pick in right before we went on, man. I, I was going back and forth, back and forth. At the end of the day, I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take the Knowles plus two and a half here. This is an incredibly evenly matched game uh, between these two teams. Uh, it, it's a coin flip to to the truest sense of, of the phrase, right? What kind of put me over the top here, though, uh, is what I'm seeing in the trenches, so Florida State, this is kind of mind-blowing. Uh, according to Phil Steele, Florida State is returning 206 career starts on their offensive line, which is the most he has ever seen in the in the 25 years he's been doing the college football preview magazine. LSU, they're losing three key pieces, a uh, first-team uh, all-SEC-er, uh, uh, draft pick, also Jacqueline Roy, who was a, a six-round draft pick. So I, I think that gives Florida State a bit of an edge. FSU returning six of their top seven tacklers, and at the end of the day, I, I kind of got to go back to last week. Vaughn, you were on Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman. I was on Jordan Travis to win the Heisman, so... Let's battle it out, man. I'm I'm gonna roll with the Knowles uh, here. Let's roll, week. man. Let's do I it. I love it. I love it. Uh, real quick, real quick. I love the over in this game. I absolutely love the over. Fifty six and a half seems a little bit too low. On top of that, uh, I was looking into the stats a little bit for uh, the over under trends. Seven of eight and five of the last seven games for each of these teams hit the over. So I oh, like wow. the over in this contest. All righty. There you go. A little, little bonus pick there for you. As we go to Bloomington, Ohio State opening as a 30-point favorite as they travel to take on the Hoosiers, Vaughn. Yeah, I, I'd kind of been going back and forth on this one, uh, too. I, I think I'm going to go with Indiana uh, to cover this 30-point spread. It's at home. It's a really big spread for the first game of the season. And Ohio State has historically come out of the gates pretty weak to open the season. And they, they've had some really weird week one games uh, in, in uh, recent memory. And I know the Hoosiers are not good whatsoever. They will probably be the bottom team in the Big Ten East at the very least this season. But I also don't think Ohio State's defense is that great either. And I do like a couple of the pieces that Indiana has on offense this season, especially at tailback, uh, I'm blanking on the kid's name at this moment, but he was a true freshman last season. He returned kicks and punts, uh, really electric kid in the backfield. So I, I do like a couple guys on offense for Indiana. So I do think that they're going to pick, uh, put up some points. This could be uh, a, a game where you go with the over uh, in this one, just because of I, I'm just not super confident in Ohio State's defense heading into this season. Until I see it, uh, I will be a little bit down on their defense. So uh, I'm going to pick Indiana to cover the spread. I might be crazy, but that's just the way I'm leaning right now. So uh, let's go Hoosiers. Yeah, I, I think Jalen Lucas is the guy that you're talking about for Indiana. Yes, thank yeah. you. Uh, Dan, where are you going here? I'm right there with you, Vaughn. Give me the Hoosiers and the 30 points. Uh, as a road favorite last year, Ohio State was just one in three against the spread. And remember that pitiful performance they had against Northwestern. I understand that it, there was all the weather in the world attacking them in that game. But, I mean, they won by just 14 points as 37 and a half point favorites. And this is the kicker for me and why this is really why I'm picking Indiana. Ohio State is four and eight in their last 12 games against the spread against the Hoosiers. That tells you that there's a historical reference there. I'm, I like Indiana in this game. I'm not sold on Kyle McCord starting with three new offensive linemen on the road. 
Give me the Hoosiers, man. Yeah, I was going to be right there with you guys, and then I kind of looked into Indiana a little more, and they have three returning starters on defense and 16 transfers to try and fill the gaps. And Marvin Harrison Jr. and Abuka and uh, the Mayan Williams and uh, Trayvon Henderson are on the other side. Yeah, I, I understand the quarterback situation and, and the tackle situation, but Indiana's going to freaking stink, man. You know, it is. is so I, I'm going to take Ohio State here. I, I really was. I was like 30 points. You know, and McCord and, and Brown are going to be splitting reps, and the tackles are, are going to be uh, – sounds like they're not very good. That was my thinking, and then I'm like, oh, frick, Indiana's horrible. So go ahead, give, <laughs> give me the give me the Buckeyes to cover, to cover the 30 here this week. And finally, we go to the big house, East Carolina, taking on Michigan and the Wolverines, a 36-point favorite, Dan. Yeah, I like Michigan in this one. I know that there's obviously a lot of things happening on the Wolverine side, both the starting safeties potentially being out, obviously Harbaugh and Moore not being there. But ECU's offense is going to be terrible in this game, I believe. New quarterback, new running back, only one returning offensive lineman, two 1,000-yard receivers no longer on the roster as well. Michigan is going to feast on defense in this game, and I think McCarthy throws all over the field against an ECU defense that allowed 292.2 passing yards a game last season, the second worst in college football. In games where Michigan was favored by 30 or more, the Wolverines were 3-1 and one against the spread last season. Their only loss against the spread was against Hawaii when it was an astronomical 53.5. Give me the Wolverines and buy a wide margin at home. Vaughn, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, call me a homer, but I'm going to go with Michigan, too. I really think they're going to come out guns a-blazing with Harbaugh sidelined for the first three weeks of the season, Shrone more sidelined for week one. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be a very interesting coaching situation this Saturday, but all these non-conference games are just horrible. I mean, it's it wouldn't shock me to see Michigan favored by 36 next week and then 36 the week after. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to spoil any future picks, but... You know, if if it was like a combined Michigan minus 100 for these first three games, I think I would take Michigan minus 100. <laughs> um, it, if I know that's kind of unfair to say it's it's like pipsqueak central is weeks one, two and three for Michigan. But I think Michigan could be up by five touchdowns at halftime. And uh, I really don't see them taking the foot off the gas just with everything going on. I think they kind of want to prove something. So I'm going to take Michigan to cover 36 points. I, I've got some weird vibes going into this game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the points here. It's a, it's a big point spread. I'm going to take ECU to cover the, the 36. As we know, the safeties, Rod Moore, Makari Page uh, going to be out. Sounds like from what I heard, there's a good chance Will Johnson is not going to play on Saturday. Tyler Morris has been banged up. Jim's not there. Sharon Moore is not there. First time play caller. The internet's been out at on Michigan's campus. I heard they've been watching film with hotspots. You know, like it, it's just the vibes are strange, guys. I think Michigan's going to run the football a ton. the The new clock is going to work against covering this this point spread because Michigan is is going to absolutely just pound the rock. They'll they'll beat ECU into submission, I think, but. Like I, I see this game. I could easily see this game being like 40 to seven, 38 to seven, something like that. Michigan just looking to handle their business, get out of there with a win, uh, win, move on to week two, get Sharon Moore back, get through these first three weeks, get Jim back, get healthy. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take ECU to cover. I, I think 
like you said, Dan, the, the offense is going to be bad. They've got almost no experience. They're going to really have a tough time scoring. But I think Michigan, uh, the the way that they're going to play is going to lend themselves uh, to uh, not covering this point spread. If you're looking for a fresh new look here this season, our friends at Homefield Apparel have you covered. And in case you aren't familiar, Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest. Their stuff is comfy and it's officially licensed gear. So you'll have peace of mind knowing what you're buying is legit. Homefield team studies history, traditions, legacy of every single school, and then they create thoughtful designs to tell the unique story of each university. They've got some awesome Michigan designs ready to go for you week one. You're not going to find them anywhere else. T-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, they have it all for you to represent the maze in blue. If you want a piece of the action, head over to homefieldapparel.com, homefieldapparel.com. Real quick, guys, uh, we're running out of time here, but we've got our weekly eliminator pick in the Big Ten. We pick a Big Ten team each and every week. We can only pick them once. It's essentially a survivor pool here. So, Vaughn, we'll, we'll start with you, man. Yeah, this this should be an easy pick this week, especially considering how things went last year, Luke. Uh, we lost week two uh, thanks to Nebraska, and uh, Scott Frost deservedly got fired uh, for uh, having us be the sacrificial lamb in the uh, survivor pool. So I'm going to take Maryland uh, over t- the Towson Tigers on Saturday. It's a home game. For Maryland, they got a 94% chance to win this game, according to uh, the ESPN analytics. And uh, guys, I mean, if you look at the rest of the schedule for the Big Ten, you want to keep some of these teams alive throughout the season. That's at least the hope. Um, You know, I'm not comfortable picking a team like Purdue this week when they're only a four-point favorite against Fresno State. I don't want to lose these big teams like Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State yet. Uh, So I I think the safe team to pick here is Maryland, especially considering that they're always starting off the season strong and then just implode after week like seven or eight. So I think this is the right time to pick Maryland in a survivor pool if you're doing something similar. So I'm going to go with the Terps in this one. We've got under 90 seconds, just (laughs) over 60. Dan, get a roll in here. Yeah, Vaughn, I'm right on your hip. I'm with Maryland, too. Go ahead, Luke. Yeah, I like Maryland as well to to take down Towson in the in the eliminator. All three of us on Maryland. Real quick before we go, Dan, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, at Dan Plucker. That's P L O C H E R. Vaughn, how about you, man? At Vaughn underscore Lozon. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Subscribe, rate, leave a review wherever you get your podcast. A lot of great stuff on the Block M Podcast Network. For Von Lozon and Dan Plucker, I'm Luke Giardi. We'll see you next week on the Pick'em Pod.